0: You know, it's an amazing uh, idea, this whole idea of welcome and what it means to welcome home. uh, It it is something that is in the heart of every person. Uh, You see it scattered uh, across our our culture and our world and uh, just the desire to be home. You know, uh, to, to be at home in any given place is to know that you are somewhere where you belong. That you are meant to be there. It's possible to live in a house and not feel at home. And it's possible to be somewhere completely different and to feel right at home. Home is about a place where you belong. And what we're going to be looking at through this series is how do we help welcome people. Many of us have found a home where we feel at home in this place, in this community. And what we're going to be looking at through this series is How do we, now as a community, how do we grow in our capacity to be a welcoming community? Because to welcome someone, to welcome a person, your job is not done until that person feels at home. So we use this word welcome and think, what are we talking about? What do we mean when we say welcome? To welcome someone is to make them feel at home. And how many people know that the church, the community of faith, the body of Christ is intended to be a place that welcomes people, that welcomes people and makes them feel at home so that they can come to know the love and the heart of their heavenly father who has welcomed each one of us home into his presence. Do You know, the church, the church is called to represent the heart of the father in this world. And our Heavenly Father is a welcoming Father. And He has now left His church to represent Him in this world. Do you know, they sometimes say uh, Disney World is the happiest place on earth. How many people know Disney World is the happiest place on earth? It might be. I I think there's a fair bit of a body of evidence. You know what? The church, though... I just think it's not, it's not called to be the happiest place on earth. But you know what the church is called to be? The church is called to be the welcomingest place on earth. Now, that's not a word. It's a new word. It's only been in existence since about 45 minutes ago. But that word, the welcomingest place, which is a hard word to say. It's a great word. That—that That is what we are called to be. The church won't always be a happy place. Church isn't the happiest place on earth because you know what? The church is not a place you come just when you're happy. A church is a place you come when you're experiencing the whole gamut of the human experience. Yeah, right. So church is not always called to be the happiest place on earth, yeah. but the church is called to be the most welcoming place <laughs> on earth. It's called to be a place where anyone at any time from anywhere in any life situation can walk in and feel like they belong, yeah, right? Right? so this series is going to be all about how do, we, how do we grow in our capacity, specifically as the church gathered, to be a more welcoming place, better at helping every person who comes to this place feel like they belong. Now, we all represent Christ when we are the church scattered. We'll go through our weeks. We'll go to different Places that we live and work, and you know what? In those places, we are the church, and we take the church into those areas, and we represent Christ in those areas. But, you know, there is a unique way we represent Him when we gather on days like this. And you know what's kind of unique and interesting is because, you know what? If you, uh, as a representative, a follower of Christ, if you make someone feel unwelcome in your presence or unwelcome in your home or unwelcome, you know, when they're around you, do you know what? Do you know what they'll, they'll kind of think? They'll think... I'm unwelcome with, with you. They'll think, I don't, I don't belong with you. You know, they'll think, I don't like to go. I don't like to go to your house. I'm unwelcome there. So they'll, they, but you know what? The, the, the tricky thing is, when we gather as, as the body of Christ, when we gather like this, we actually represent God. And when people feel unwelcome here, they don't just feel unwelcome by you and I. They actually can feel unwelcome by God. Because together we represent him and whether we like it or not, people realize that in this world. How many of us know somebody who had a bad experience at church and they felt unwelcome, like they didn't belong there and they didn't just say, well, I don't belong at that church. They just said, I guess I don't belong in church. So that's a big weight of responsibility to realize this, God is asking us to represent his heart of welcome in this world. And he desires for you and I and this community of people, and this place to be the most welcomingest place that there is. So we're going to be spending a few weeks thinking about how do we we lift our game in this? This is something I believe God is calling. He's asking of us. He wants us to be thinking, how are we representing him well in this? And we do. This is not to say that we are, are terrible at this, but I really confidently believe God wants us to say, how are we going to take a few more steps forward in this? How are we going to grow in our capacity to represent the heart of the Father to each and every person that he draws to himself through this place? So we're going to start this morning with one of the greatest pictures of what it looks like to welcome someone home that we have. And it comes from Luke chapter 15, and it's the story, the great welcome home story of the prodigal son. One of the most famous stories probably ever told. And in Luke 15... There there is this story, and it's a story about a a young man who asks his father for all his inheritance, and he gets all of the inheritance, and he takes off, and he goes out into the world, and he just blows all his money on wild living and on just kind of just partying as hard as he can, and he, he makes all these terrible decisions. He wastes away all the money that he'd been given. And, and, and he kindly comes to the end of himself and the end of his money and the end of his resources and finally thinks, you know what, I've made a mess of my life. Maybe the best thing I could do is to go back to my father's house and I could never be a son again. I'm not worthy of that, but maybe he'd let me be, maybe I can get a job there. I can be like one of his hired servants and that'd be better than what my life's become now. And so we're going to pick the story up today at that moment when he's returning to his father's house and, and we're going to look at what. The the father in this story who represents our heavenly father, what his response was like and what did it mean for him to welcome this lost son of his home. So Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 20, says, so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to party. I guess 1999. They were going to celebrate. Good times, come on. You know what I'm saying? So this is the picture. This father, this is what welcome looks like. Here here is one of the greatest pictures we have. A son who has just thrown it all away. He's made every wrong decision. He's done everything wrong. He's just kind of made a mess out of his life. And when he comes back to his father, Jesus is telling this story to say, this is what your heavenly father's like. Don't Don't ever forget this. And no matter what, no matter where any one of us in this room right now has come from, this week, our lives, whatever we're doing, This story is there to remind us all, this is how your your heavenly father, the God who created you, this is how he thinks about you. You turn to him, he just comes running towards you. Open arms, arms open wide, welcoming you back into his presence. This is the the picture of welcome, and What I want us to do this morning and, and out of this for this next few weeks is to really say, you know what? How do we as a church capture and how do we internalize and how do we embody the heart of the Father that we see right here? How do we make it so that when people tell stories of what it's like to come to True North, it feels just like this story right here? Because that's the heart that we carry. And I want us to see a little bit about how, how do, what does this actually look like? You want to know one of the things I love about this story? It reminds us that, you know what, to welcome, to help someone feel at home, to welcome begins with watching and waiting. Welcome begins in the watching, in the looking, and in the waiting. You know, the the story picks up for the father. The son says, I'll go there. And it says that while he was still a long way off, he saw him. While he was still a long way off. He, this father, It's like he was standing out at the gate somewhere, just watching and just waiting for his son to come home. He had a a, a large estate. He had another son. He had servants and, and and a huge estate that he was obviously responsible for in this story. But you know what? He wasn't just focused on everything he had there. He had said, I'm choosing instead to go watch and to wait. And the moment his son got anywhere near, he saw him. He had lots of things he could have been focused on in life, but he was watching and waiting for his son who was gone. Can I tell you, to welcome someone, to welcome people, to make them feel at home, you can't do that if you don't see people. If you don't see the person who feels un-at-home, You have no capacity to actually help welcome them. You can't welcome what you can't see. And you can't see what you are not watching and waiting for. Welcoming begins with this posture, this kind of orientation. This is what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on everything I've got and everything I'm looking out for. I I have my orientation is to say I am watching and waiting. I'm looking for who is not at home. Can I tell you, I think one of the things God wants for us is to wrestle with the challenge it is to every week gather, and we look forward to gathering because, you know what, we've got friends and connections and people we know, and that is good, and we should celebrate that. It's one part of why we gather, to as the body come together, but it is so easy for all of that to become an inward focus to the point where we can be here on a Sunday and we forget to be watching and waiting. For who is here and does not feel at home? I guarantee you, every single week, every time we gather, God is sending people here into this place who are on some kind of journey with Him, and it is their first time, it is their first encounter. Their first encounter with our church or their literal first encounter with church or their first encounter with church since they were just a little kid. God is constantly sending people like this to us. And we have to wrestle with the reality of now God's asked us to represent his heart. Are we watching and are we waiting with eyes looking for who doesn't feel at home here? Who doesn't yet? Because if someone doesn't feel at home, then we have not made them feel welcome. And to make someone, so to welcome begins with watching and waiting. We have, to, we have to make this something that we are concerned for, that we aren't just looking at what we have, but we are, we are watching and waiting for those not here yet. The second thing I think we see in this passage is at the heart of welcome is that it has to flow out of hearts full of compassion, It says the father sees him and and filled with compassion, then he runs to him. So he's watching, he's waiting, he sees him, and something happens in his heart when he sees his son. And, And what happens in his heart is not, I can't believe what he's done, or I can't believe he took all the money, or I can't believe, or anything like that. The heart of the father is this heart of compassion that says, there he is. And there, you, just, you just get this sense of overwhelmed with love for him. He just can't get to him fast enough to make him just know he is back home. Hearts filled with compassion. We'll talk and we've got to work out a church. How do we end, you know, really help welcome people? But can I tell you this? Whatever we do has to flow from a heart that is filled with compassion. I was in Coles um, this past week and every time I hear or see the word "welcome," it kind of triggers in my mind because I've been thinking about this series and what welcome looks like. And I was at the electronic checkout, and I put in the thing to start. And the electronic checkout said to me, "Welcome to the Kohl's electronic checkout service, or something." And I and I was taking a bit of back because you know, like, and I was like, I said to the machine, "I said, well, thank you, thank you for <laughs> making me feel so welcome here." And I just said, you know, and I kind of looked and I thought, I feel at home. (laughs) I feel home. Thank you, Electronic Checkout. Sometimes I wonder, I've been to Woolies last week and IGA the other day, but I'm home. (laughs) Right where I belong, right. <laughs> the that, coal uh, That didn't happen exactly like that. But what it did make me think was, you know what? Uh, I actually, what, what really happened was more kind of this. It said, "Welcome," you know, the coal's electronic like checkout. And I, I just looked at it and said, "You are not welcoming me. You're just a machine. You know, you you don't care about me or my groceries. You're just saying that because you were programmed to." Some people stared at me. They asked me to leave. It was <laughs> awkward, and I was just picturing all this in my head. That would have been fun. No, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't yell at the machine either. Uh, but I, I did think, you know, it, it's so, you're like, welcome, like, really? You know, we can throw this word ar- around anywhere, welcome, but I, I think it's important when we talk about welcome, it is to make someone feel at home in your presence, for us as a church, to welcome someone, to make them feel at home, like they belong here. And you cannot do that without a human heart filled with compassion. And if our hearts are not filled with compassion, we can say all the right things. We can stand and say, welcome. We can put it on a sign. But if we do not have humans with hearts full of compassion... It shows through, and anything else just feels like a robot program to say something. And I want to tell you, I think what we absolutely need if we are to be a welcoming community, representing the welcome of the fathers, we need hearts full of compassion that are sensitive and caring to those who are coming in for the first time. For those for whom this will be their experience of they're going to experience how the father feels about them through us and through the way we treat them, and we must be people who have hearts full of compassion. I had a great experience not, not long ago because here's the thing. I know many of us we, we, we always start with compassion, but it's also easy to lose some of our compassion, particularly in this space and this in terms of as we gather like this and the challenge it is to watch and wait and to look outside ourselves and to actually keep a compassionate heart. I had a great experience a little while ago. I was traveling and so I was in a a different area and got to visit a church uh, that, you know, I'd never been to before and so I was going to this church. And I obviously have the experience of coming to the same church every week and pretty much every day of the week. And so it was a great experience to uh, just go somewhere by myself, no one with me, uh, to, to experience what it's like going somewhere new. And the reality is, whenever you get used to going somewhere, you forget what it's like to be new in that place. doesn't matter what it is. And I found it such a great experience because I had to Google map where I was going to find my way there and driving along. And, and not that I was like kind of sweating bullets or anything like that, but just feeling that little bit of discomfort of like, oh, I hope I find the place. You know, I hope I know where it is. I've never been here before. I've never been to this this area and these streets. And then thinking, uh, uh, where is it going to be? Is it close? It looks like it's good on here. But sometimes, you know, your Google Maps lies to you. And, you know, so it wasn't, don't always trust them. And um, and, and so, oh, here it is. And then pulling in and just having that experience. It's such a simple experience, but that experience of, uh, where do I go? Where Where do I park here? I see some grass there. Is that okay for me to park on the grass, is that for me? Is that not for me? You know what that experience is, that feeling? Is I don't yet feel welcome. Because I'm uncertain if I belong here or I'll do the wrong thing. And gratefully, one of the things that was great was then there was a guy in the parking lot. And the guy said, oh, yep, right over here. Right over here. And that was, you know, kind of just, oh, yeah, great, good. Park here. I'm not having to think anymore about where I should or shouldn't park. And, and got out. And, and I want you to know, I tell this story in no way. Uh, to pass any judgment at all on this church. I was there one day for one service. It was their last day. This is not in any way like that. I'm telling you this story from my experience, because what was great for was for me to experience what it's like for someone new in in a place like this. I got out of the car, and my first thought was, where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to go in? There was two doors. There was a front door, and then there was what looked like more of a side door, and I thought, well, I'm not sure if I should go in that side door. Maybe that's like the backstage or maybe that's where helpers go in. But it is closer, so maybe I'll just try that door and, and see. And so I go to that door. There's nobody there kind of to welcome me or greet me. And again, I was kind of opening this door, almost thinking, like, I hope I am in the right spot. I don't kind of pop out backstage. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I got to preach. And then I actually will feel at home if I, I'll be like, oh, good. Now I feel comfortable here. But I was getting to just feel this. So I walk in. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in a hallway. Uh, you know, there was no one there by the door to kind of tell me where to go. And it was just a long corridor. So I start walking towards it, figuring, you know, eventually it will lead towards an auditorium. I saw off to the right this room. It had some coffee and some food in it. And I was thinking, oh, man, wouldn't I love coffee right now? That sounds great. But I thought, oh, I don't know. There were some people in there. I thought that's probably maybe that's their volunteers or maybe that's something. I don't know if that's for me. So I just kept walking. Eventually found my way to the auditorium. Uh, still you know kind of nobody in this whole time actually ever spoke to me and there wasn't anyone there to direct me and I kind of made my way in to the auditorium and and sat and and here's the thing and once I was there and and I happened to eventually uh kind of meet and chat with somebody there who told me about the food that it was for me and it was okay and I went back and got the coffee and got the food and then was able to even bring it in and felt you know really really happy then at that point my whole point is this I felt A ton of discomfort. If anyone should feel at home in church, I am certainly in the the list of people who should find it a very easy experience. I live my whole world in church. A church is not at all a new experience to me. The only discomfort I was feeling was just the the regular kind of uh, where do you go, what do you do. Can I tell you something? You know what it did? You know what it helped me think? Was, Was just remind me. This is the experience people are having every single week in my church. And I say, I don't say any of that story about no one to greet me and no one mention anything and no one to judge them oh, I guarantee, and I have heard stories relayed to me of people who had that same experience in our church. It never happens on purpose. You know what? It was summertime. There may have been a whole welcoming team, and it turned out, you know what, they, they were all on the holidays, and they were going to be, you know, the, the point is not what's wrong. The point is this. Do we... How easy is it for us to lose our sensitivity and our compassion to that one person who's coming who's not yet at home? And how do we ensure that we have soft hearts, soft, compassionate hearts that actually say, you know what? it's worth it for me to take some extra time out of my morning or my day to help make sure people know where to go and what to do. Because even if it's only one person, if we're to be like the father who is waiting for his one son, we should have hearts that are so compassionate towards that we just think, I just would not want anyone to come into this space and not feel welcomed, not feel like they belong. I mean, how easy is us for us to forget just, what an intimidating spot. It can feel like the first time to think, where am I supposed to park? And you know what? When you're thinking about where am I supposed to park, do you feel at home? No. You feel like this isn't for me. Everyone else knows where to park. They know what to do. I'm not at home here. I'm unwelcome here. Now, people fight through that and they come through it. And people have great experiences at our church all the time. And I guarantee you they have great experiences all the time at that church I was at. But what we can never lose sight of is to be people who have a heart that is just compassionate, that's thinking, you know what, this, is, this might be somebody's first time here. This might be the first time somebody told them they should come to church. They Googled it, and they got. we got people who come all the time. They just kind of end up Googling and finding our church. They don't know anyone, and they just come in. Do we have that compassionate heart to say, what can we do to make you feel at home? See, I I tend to think this. I tend to think we, as a church, this is just my sense, I don't think we have a big compassion problem. I don't think it's actually our our huge challenge. I think if we talked to all the people who feel at home here, we would pretty unanimously get a sense that everyone shares that same sense of, I hope, I dream, I wish that every person who came in here for the first time would feel welcome like they belong. But the challenge with just having a heart of compassion is this, is we, we need beyond that, we need to actually express our hearts in intentional actions. This is the other thing we see about what it looks like to welcome from the father in this story, is that that compassion has to be expressed in intentional actions. Do you look at what happens when, when the son gets home? The father says, you know, first, he runs to him. He throws his arms around him. He kisses him. He says to him, to his servants, quick, bring the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf. Kill it. Rough day for the fattened calf. Let's have a feast and celebrate. It's all about actions. The father doesn't just kind of Wait for him, and as soon as he gets home, you know, it's good to have you back. Good to see you. Welcome to the Kohl's electronic checkout. No. He throws arms around him, hugs him, kisses him, best, best robe, best ring, best sandals. He is expressing his heart in very intentional actions to let his son know in no uncertain terms, you are home. You belong here. And not only are you home, you are honored and valued and loved in this place. We have to, if we are to welcome people, to make them feel at home, it's not enough to watch for them. It's not enough to feel compassion for them. We've got to figure out how do we express that love, that compassion, that welcome in very tangible, intentional actions, actions people see, actions people experience. I went to a lunch this last week. It was thrown by one of our ministry partners. There's about 30 or so people there for a lunch. They had booked a private room, slaughtered the fattened calf. Actually, it was seafood. They slaughtered all the, the fish. You don't really slaughter a fish, do you? They had done what you do to fish. And... Um, one of the things I loved about this meal, though, was, you know, I was going out. I didn't really know, you know, many people at it. But you know what they did? This is, I love when you go to a meal like this. At every place was a name card. And so, you know what? There was a name card that had my name on it. And you know what? That is a small, intentional action that told me you belong here. You're supposed to be at this lunch. We were expecting you to come. We've, we've created a seat and a space for you. There, and you know what? For that couple of hours, did I wonder, am I supposed to be here? Is this for me? Am I welcome here? No, no, no. I felt at home. I felt like these people, they, they wanted me here. They brought me here. Can I ask you, what, what does it look like for us to be so filled with, with intentional action so that any person who's never been here before, any person who has somehow winds up coming near this gathering of the body of Christ, how do we let them know we were expecting you? We were, we were hoping you'd come. We've got a place that's ready for you. You know, this is what welcome looks like. And when a person, when we actually Live with expectancy, watching and waiting. We allow God to fill our hearts with compassion and we make sure we never grow dead to the experience of what it's like to be outside of the family home. And we actually take incredibly intentional thought through actions to say we want every person, whoever comes you know, within 100 meters of this place, to know we were waiting for you. You belong here. We were expecting you. Welcome. Welcome. This is the, the call I think God wants to speak to us about as a church. I think God wants to send more and more people. God, our Father, is always drawing people to Himself, and He's looking. I believe for places that will say, you know what, Father, we will represent your arms. We will be the hands and feet of Jesus. We will be the arms of Jesus that open up wide and wrap around people and help them to feel exactly what the son felt in this passage. I belong here. Over the next few weeks, I got to tell you, you know, I don't know all the intentional actions. I'm not going to try and spell out everything I think we need to do uh, you know, from today. But one thing I do believe is that, that, that we together, I know this, I know this. If we are going to be a more welcoming community, it's not enough for some people to, to kind of own that or share that or say, I, I do that when I'm on this team at this time or these places. This is about the heart of who we are and every one of us who calls this place home saying, I carry that heart of welcome. And I express it and represent it. And every one of us allowing that to be something that that there's a compassion in our heart. We allow God to break our hearts so that we feel that and express it. But I believe this as well is that when it comes to taking some intentional actions, very intentional steps, that God wants us to look at how do we, when we gather, how much thought have we put into that person who's not here yet? How expectant have we been? How waiting have we been? And what's in place to let them know they belong here? I think he wants us together to really wrap our minds around this. I think, you know what I'm praying for and, and, and hoping for is that over the next three weeks, we'd find something like a 100, 150 people who have never been part of one of our welcoming ministries and welcoming teams to say, I'll be a part of one of those teams. Because you know what those teams are? They are about intentional action to say, we were waiting for you. We were ready for you. And, and, and the great thing about being on one of our welcoming teams, and whether it's greeters at the door, and we've got great greeters on our doors. Many would have felt welcomed by them today. But can I tell you, I think we probably need about twice as many as we have. Why do people end up feeling like nobody uh, spoke to me? Not because anyone had a heart for that to happen, but because we didn't take intention to ensure it happened. We didn't say, this is important. Let's make sure we plan for that person. So I think we need about 100, 150 people to say, I'll be a part of one of those teams. You know what? And that's that's everything from not just standing on a door, but setting up a room. When you set up a room, there's something about the setup of a room that lets you know, they were waiting for me. Or, oops, I kind of dropped in and wasn't meant to be here. There's all kinds of ways. Cafe, all these things. I just think, wouldn't it be great if every one of us owned the heart of welcome and really We look around, a couple hundred people in the room. Can I ask, like, which of us who call this place home shouldn't be on a team of people who intentionally welcome others into this space? This is the lowest commitment, highest impact ministry you can be a part of. All we're really asking is to say, you already come on a Sunday to gather. What if once a month you intentionally said, my focus is solely on those who are not here yet? It's not another weeknight. It doesn't have a 15-hour a, a, a training commitment. It's about saying, I'm going to intentionally express the heart of the Father. And so we'll talk more about what does that look like? How do we shape this? How do we become? But I can tell you this, this much I do know, I believe God wants us to become a more welcoming, arms open wide, welcome home, you belong here kind of community.